ever wanted to break out of your cubicle and into a business where you can call the shots? You Break Guy Fix is looking for passionate self-starters interested in a franchise opportunity in the booming electronics repair industry. At You Break Guy Fix, we help reconnect people to the devices that they rely on so that they can get back to what matters most. This is a big responsibility. And from the moment you join our family, our franchisees are provided with the resources and support to bring affordable and convenient electronics repair to your community. Did we mention that with amazing partners like Samsung and Google, You Break I Fix franchisees also have access to the highest quality parts and personalized training out there, as well as specialized tools? It's true. And it's also easy to visit youbreakifix.com forward slash franchising and learn more about your big break at your very own You Break I Fix. Hey, this is Fred from Cowboy Mouth, and you're listening to Tina and Jeff on Floors Truly. Good evening, beautiful people, and happy Tuesday. This is Tina and Jeff with this week's episode of Floors Truly. Hey, Jeff, how are you doing tonight? I'm sorry, I gotta skip this podcast so I can stay outside soaking up some of this weather. Right, it is gorgeous. We couldn't ask for a nicer day today. I mean, it was, it got a little warm this afternoon, but I tell you, when I walked out the house this morning, I felt like a million dollars doesn't even begin to encapsulate it. I'm talking about like, like, like 750 million. Like I was really low. Like Powerball hasn't been hit in like six months. Exactly. I, <laughs> I gotcha. I walked out this morning and uh, we're in for some beautiful days of weather. We've got this cold front that came through, a couple of quick storms that passed in, and then it's been gorgeous. So absolutely gorgeous. Much, much deserved, I think, for us. I think so, because we suffer with the heat and humidity a lot more than most people do. And it's we've had a really, really hot, hot summer. And on top of that, we've had a lot of rain, a lot of crazy uh, thunderstorms, and then we into hurricanes. So I, I think we deserve this. It was really, really nice to leave this morning and not have my condition on in my car, roll the uh, wind, well, say roll the windows down, <laughs> press the button, <laughs> and the windows go down, and crank up the radio and just cruising on the road. And it just, it felt so nice. I really just didn't even want to get out of my car. Like I just wanted to just drive around more because it felt so nice. I love the breeze. I'm waiting for that second front to come through. I think Thursday, we're supposed to get the second front and the temperatures will drop a little bit lower. And that's when I can open up all the windows and air out the house. And I've been cooking a lot outside, so I can't really say anything about that. But as far as like opening up the house, I want that really cool breeze. Well, you know, and it's probably that fall feeling that we've been just waiting for for so long. And of course, you know what? You know who's really happy about the weather? My air conditioning unit, because it hasn't been off, I think, in uh, six months now. <laughs> so that, and uh, I'm really happy because I'm sure my energy bill will be a little bit lower from these days of nice weather. Yes. So I'm. <laughs> 
I'm really excited. It's about nice that. to get a break on that. We have levelized billing, and obviously, if you live in Louisiana, you know you need to have levelized billing because yeah. you only have a, a bill under 100 bucks like once a month. So levelized billing really helps you out. And I know I told you about this before off the air, but the dehumidifier it's really made a difference. And mm-hmm. so my AC has actually been having a break because I've I've actually had to, t- to turn it up a bit because the house is very comfortable with that dehumidifier fire so it helps i mean i empty it three or four times a day but it definitely makes a difference i mean humidity here doesn't exist i don't know what you're talking about no, it's, no, no, it's no. just that when i get out of the shower it takes me 45 minutes to to somewhat dry <laughs> off that's all well that's okay i sh- i straighten my hair and i'm outside walking to the car and i look like a sharp a and and in two minutes so i mean it's it's okay i mean that's <laughs> right that's the beauties of having a being a man and having short hair i love it yeah Yes, yes. And this is five, not that our listeners care. This is the shortest my hair has been in like 10 years. But I, I mean, had to, it's just, it's too hot. I could take advantage of quarantine and not going out and not having to be dressed to the non every day for work. So I take advantage of it. So I just decided to really cut like four inches off of my hair and it feels great. And especially on those days when you're outside and like you said, I mean, it takes you 45 minutes to, to dry. I mean, it feels so much better. So of course I'll let it grow back long during the, the winter time because it grows so fast and I'll probably cut it again because once you get used to it, it's really nice. <laughs> well, I'm the opposite. Right now, my hair is the longest it's ever been. I have, uh, I'm still under the the quarantine cut uh, right now. So my ah. last haircut was, I think, the week prior to Mardi Gras, and then right before Easter, I gave myself a bathroom. Uh, I would say a bathroom lobotomy is how it turned out, but it was it was a haircut that just did not go so hot. Uh, but I have not cut it since. It's been growing. Uh, I had a beard that was making me look like Father Time for a while. I did shave that up a bit. But I'm telling you, it's. Uh, I- I'm thinking maybe it's time to get my hair cut and feel some of this nice breeze. I, I, I'm going to have to agree with you. You're, you're going to laugh at me. But Dan, when of course, when we were in phase one and couldn't do anything, I started cutting his hair because <laughs> he usually gets his hair cut every two weeks. And so he asked me, to, can you please cut my hair? And I have no skills. There's a lot of things I'm capable of doing. Cutting hair is not one of them. Yeah, I, did I the asked YouTube. Cherie, but she was too nervous to even. I, I'm not going to lie. I was too, but I knew. I, I knew I was like, I at least got to try. Cause he said, if not, if I didn't do it, he was going to do it. And I definitely didn't want him doing it. So I watched some YouTube videos, which truly didn't help. And it, I just, I, I, I did it for a couple of, of times. And finally, when things started to open back up, I said, you've got to go get your hair cut. I can't do this anymore. It's causing me too much stress. I'm too much of a perfectionist. I see, you know, where I'm making mistakes. And I was like, nope, can't do this. Can't <laughs> so do yeah, it. go get your, go get your quarantine cut uh, while you can. Cause you never know how things are going to be and and i and i we did hear some good bit news good news today that uh new orleans should be moving on to phase three finally so go get your cut while you can (laughs) that's that's right i know while i while i can get it done it might be something to think about new orleans is talking about moving to phase three and that is i think tremendous news you know last week i happened to be uh going down magazine street when that news came from the city that you could go back to to go cups, yeah, uh, which you know if in New Orleans the go cup is the gold standard. I mean, it is something you can get from anywhere, and you take your drink with you, and you take it out on the street. 
And this weekend was the first time that we were allowed to do that again. And of course, people were out in full force, which is great. And they were social distancing. They were doing things right. I think the city of New Orleans has done a really great job of adhering to the regulations, especially for a city that's gotten, you know, for lack of a better term, choked out because of the music industry, because of the, the bar scene. This is our atmosphere. And so it was really nice to have that again, to see people doing it responsibly. Yes. And now we're, you know, we're, we're on the cusp of phase three and we may be seeing some additional fans in the dome soon. We did see Sunday night. We had 750 fans, which, uh, yes, family and friends friends were allowed to go. And it it was nice. It's still weird to see the the dome empty, but, but it, it was nice to at least see some of them out there to support them, even though they didn't really give much to support. And I knew you were going to bring up that game, (laughs) but we're obviously going to have to address it. We can certainly postpone it. I mean, after (laughs) all, I do have amazing news. And that is the fact that my beautiful Chicago Cubs have won the national league central. They defeated the white Sox this past weekend in a three game series won the division title with first-year manager David Ross, who was also my favorite Cub player. So I'm really excited about that. The playoffs start tomorrow. Yes, wild card round tomorrow. That's right. Wednesday is game one of the National League playoffs. We start at 1 o'clock, and I have a feeling, I don't know, something in my body is telling me I'm going to have like some – I think I'm coming down with a cold at about noon tomorrow. You do kind of sound a little hoarse and a little (laughs) easily. So I'm really, (laughs) it's starting to come on. I don't know what the deal is, (laughs) but, but yes, so that is good news. But yes, we do have to talk about the debacle in the dome, which I, I said, I was not looking all that forward to seeing them play. And we know what was coming in with green Bay. Green Bay was an excellent team. We saw positives and negatives we'll talk about those but i mean gut reaction tina what did you say well you know that from the beginning when we talked about the season i said this was the game we were probably gonna drop and i was fine with that because i said we'll go into the bye week but i didn't expect us to lose to las vegas especially in the way we did i figured well we're gonna give green bay a run for their money we're gonna bounce back i was wrong and i apologize I don't want my friends and our listeners to be upset with me, but I am extremely disappointed and frustrated right now. Mm -hmm. And the reason being is because I know we're a better team, not just on paper, but we are not putting it out there. And it's just very disappointing to see this because I know our window is closing with, with Drew and I, I wanted to see him go out on top in the last three seasons they ended in, in one crazy fashion with, a, with the play with Stefan Diggs, the Minnesota miracle, as they call it. And then we all know what happened with the NOLA no call with the Rams. And then, of course, last year, again, the Vikings got our number. So I had no reason to think because this team stayed pretty much intact. And there was all the talk in the offseason on the NFL Network, on ESPN, about teams not being able to practice together and, and, and find their rhythm and get in sync. And, and the Saints were in that talk of, well, all their main players are coming back and, and they've got good chemistry. And you've got Drew Brees, you've got Mike Thomas, you, you know, Kamara's just signed his contract. So I wasn't concerned. I said, well, maybe we'll be a little bit of, ru- ru- have a little bit of rust. We'll shake that off. This, this is 
this is way worse than I could have ever expected. And do I think the season is sunk? No, we can, we've started one and two before, but the thing is we were in those games and I saw some kind of spark that led me to believe that we would overcome it. I don't see it. And that's what bothers me the most about this team. Am, am I jumping off the, the, the fan bandwagon or whatever you want to call it? No. I mean, I love this team. When, look, I, I was a fan of the Saints in the bag days. I, was, I stuck with them and was there for every home game when we were seven and nine back-to-back back seasons. A uh, season ticket holder. I love my team. You know, ride or die. I'm a hoodad for life. I was born and raised here. Never going to give up on this team as far as being a fan. But as far as how I feel personally right now, I'm extremely disappointed and discouraged. I really don't have a lot of positive things to say. You and I talked about this last week about Sean Payton and his play calling. And he said, yeah, you know, I I need to make some adjustments. And he's doing the exact same thing. It's like right now, it's just lip service. I don't see anything that is changing that needs to be changed. And I even posted it the other day and we had a a group text during the game. You and I were texting. I said, if this, if nothing changes, if you keep saying you're going to make adjustments, you know what the, what the old saying is, a sanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again. That's exactly where we're at. Nothing's changing. You keep telling us we're making mistakes, but then yet, yet you keep doing the same thing. That little cute play that you put Taysom Hill out on for absolutely no reason cost us to lose every bit of momentum that we had from the play before. He fumbled the ball, and, and, and then we just never, we never got it back. We just right. never got that momentum back. And it's, it's just disappointing. You can't play like that against a, green, a team like Green Bay. I, I said it more than likely after the first two weeks, if Green Bay continued playing the way they were playing, that they were going to be there at the end. And I said, I could see the Saints and us in the NFC, I mean, the Saints and Green Bay in the NFC Championship. That was after we played Brady. I said, because I just felt like watching all the other games, this was a crazy year. I mean, the Vikings weren't doing well. It, the Ram, I mean, it's just, it, it, everything was in place. But these last two games, I completely take back everything I said. <laughs> well, I take it back. I'm I, just. I'm telling you, Tina, you know what you need? You need one of those go cups, okay? You need you need to get you a hurricane on on from Pat O'Brien's and sit back and relax. And I'll tell you what. First of all, I want to give you a couple of bright points. Number one, the defense played much better. We saw a different Malcolm Jenkins this week than what we saw last oh, week. I, I will agree with you. Malcolm Jenkins played like a man possessed. I mean, he it was, was he, 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 was, he was great. But we, we saw a secondary that was doing a pretty good job. You're facing off against Aaron Rodgers. And, and look, there is no way to sugarcoat this. And I know your feelings about Aaron Rodgers, but he's playing out of his mind right now. And what is he doing? He's putting the ball exactly where it needs to be so even in tight coverage when we were when we were playing tight coverage in the secondary the ball was right where it needed to be and we couldn't do anything about it and of course there's two things that are really hurting this team right now on the defensive side number one bonehead penalties Penalties. stop with the bonehead penalties we've talked about the officials, and we've both seen in social media, people are like, oh, this, the referees are screwing us. No, if you look back at the plays, we're screwing us. There were, there were a couple of, of, of bad calls 
there were, were a couple, a couple and, of and bad even, calls. Even Chris Collinsworth, who I'm not a fan of. Who never, ever says anything positive about this. Who never says anything positive was going, yeah, that's not, that's not what that is. But I understand it. And in this league, and again, I talked about the officials and how they've been doing a good job. They've been masked up the entire time. They're trying to run around the field and make calls. There's going to be mistakes in officiating. And that's regardless of the sport. That's regardless of any. We know that. There is, there is room for error. I mean, you've seen balls and strikes, right? I mean, we all know that that is not an exact science. Officiating is going to have to have some leeway. But what you can't do is give the illusion of doing something wrong. And what is one thing that Aaron Rodgers did really well this week? Pull us offside in our own stadium. Now, granted, we're playing under different conditions, and uh-huh. I get that. But you should be a team that is well enough tested and well enough prepared. That was that. That was something that we were good at doing. That was something that we, you know we we mastered the art of. And like you said, different conditions. Had there been seventy two thousand plus fans in the dome, I I think that would have went on the other side of the ball with us. But I mean, like you like you just said, you can't give up almost 100 yards in penalties. The Saints right now have over 330 yards of penalties They're through three games. the most penalized games. team in the NFL. Three Absolutely. games, 330-plus yards. That is, that is just un- completely ridiculous, undisciplined. Something needs, like I said, something needs to change. That's called and, losing football. There's no, other, there's no other term for it. And I'll tell you another bright spot. Something that we talk about with not only NFL players, but athletes in general is – once you sign that big contract, there's that gap that happens after that in production. Alvin Kamara, after his season last year where we were going, well, you know, maybe it was a phenom thing off the front. He had injuries last year. There was a lot going on. But Alvin Kamara is playing like a man who is making $20 an hour and has a chance to make a million dollars an hour. That guy mm-hmm. is putting it out there each and every play. I don't think I have seen a play where nine guys miss a tackle the way they did on that long Camara touchdown. Oh, that was incredible. That and and, was, and you and I said it last week. He's playing like a man for like he's playing like first like t- someone that's playing for a contract, not someone who just got his contract. It, it, if he continues like this. I, if he doesn't win uh, offensive player of the year, it's, it's crazy. Cause I mean, he is just, he is lights out. He is and, the and only he, bright spot. right now. <laughs> he is the brightest spot. I would say not only on the new Orleans saints, but in the NFL, he's a guy that is playing just completely out of his mind. It's great to see it. So when we say that there are, and also another positive and something that I give you a lot of credit for, Emmanuel Sanders finding some of that rhythm with Drew Brees had some great pass catches. Of course, we're still not seeing the play calling use utilizing Emmanuel Sanders the right way. But I think we at least saw it this week. And those are the bright spots. I, you know, Thomas Moore said, Fantastic as usual. Will Lutz did a great job. Yeah, we we don't even mention them because they just do such a great job, but they they, deserve credit. But but you're right, we're not we're not seeing the play calling. We're not seeing the deep ball, which I'm not gonna talk about it because it's it was talked to death over every talk show and 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 just anything that even was related to the Saints last week. That's all they were talking about. 
but you said it last week that Manuel Sanders is the type of guy that, you know, once he gets down the field, you got to get the ball to him. He was open quite a few times right. and I was waiting and it was just, it was like, I saw Drew hesitating and I don't, and, and obviously I'm not on the field. I'm not a player. I've never played. I don't know what he was seeing, right. but but well, it, it's, you know, we, we certainly, and you and I talked about this during the game. There was, there is a hesitation that Drew Brees has to throw, to air the ball out. And we saw a couple of opportunities for him to really throw the ball downfield to a wide open receiver. And he pulled that bar, ball back in. And one of those led to him being sacked, but we're seeing that hesitation. And I want to say, you know, we, well, we, one other thing we saw that, has become sadly par for the course as Andrus Pete uh, taking another injury. And we hope that uh, he does, he has a great recovery and, and that he does well, but uh, Cesar Ruiz came in and really played well at that spot. That's a rookie. That's a guy that, that we drafted and all were kind of scratching our heads a little bit, but uh, really played the position well. So, in terms of bright spots, I think they were there. It just requires a little bit of, you know, digging in the mine a little further than what you may normally be used to. Yeah, and I th- and I do have to give props to Eric McCoy, too, because that block on that Kamara run was, you know, we all talk oh, about the running back. We talk about yes. that, that, that block, Eric McCoy, I give, I give him props because that, that, was, that was incredible. He was able to, to get Kamara to get through and get in, get uh, down the field. And it just, it was really great. And I think this was a discussion that was brought up kind of in our game text group that we have. A lot of people were wondering, you know, Drew's so used to having Mike Thomas out there and Emmanuel Sanders and him, I, I know they worked in the off season together. There was some video. I feel like maybe he's, he's missing Mike out there because he knows Mike is like a sure thing. I mean, like I said, again, I haven't played, I don't know what's going on in Drew's head, but some people brought that up. We did talk about it briefly, but you know, the trust factor is that he just, he knows what he had in Mike Thomas and he's not out there. And we had some issues with some of the younger receivers last season. So is it a, is it, is, is it a trust factor with Drew right now? Is he not trusting throwing the ball down the field because he doesn't know you know, if, if they're going to get it, I mean, are, are they, it's, it's hard cause I'm not in the dome and I can, I can see better, you know, the TV, you're seeing the play, you're not seeing everything that's going on versus when it's right in front of you. So it's harder for me to, to really see everything that's going on and break it down and evaluate it. But that was one thing that was brought up is that, you know, what, where the trust factor may not be there. I mean, it, it could be a lot of things. We just don't know. I feel, I said it before. I feel like there is something going on behind the scenes. I just don't know what it is. Is it an injury we don't know about? Is Drew feeling worn down? I mean, is there, is it just the fact that, you know, our offensive line and, and, and now Pete's hurt and, and, and Mike Thomas is a high ankle sprain. And actually Pete has the same injury. So we don't know how long I think Mike Thomas is being evaluated uh, on a weekly basis. I think they said something close to like four weeks is, is the normal for that. But I mean, he's, he's wanting to get back out there. So let's say Pete's out for four weeks, four to six weeks. I mean, what, what is it that's going on? I just, I, looking at the whole picture, it's really, really hard for me to, to get a grasp on it. I just know as a, taking everything I know outside of the, the game and, and looking at it just strictly as a fan, it's very disappointing because we had such high hopes for the season. And going into week four, if we lose this game this week, and I don't think we will, but then again, I mean, I didn't think we'd be seeing what we're seeing. And it's not, I don't put, I don't put emphasis on the record. It's not the fact that we're one and two. It's just the way that we're losing. 
we're not in games like before when we like the last couple of seasons when we lose a game you know everybody's like oh man you know we lost this game yeah but for a while there we were losing games on like one or two points we were in it like literally to the end this game just it got away from us and like you said Aaron Rodgers is playing lights out I mean he really is Green Bay is 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 a dangerous team this year there was Mm -hmm. all that talk about and we talked about it on the show about them drafting love and the controversy it doesn't appear that there is anything going wrong for that team right now no, they're they are they 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 made an NFL record in their first three games for most points scored. They are running wild, and look, that's that's great. We wanna we wanna see them again down the road in the playoffs because we hung with them. I'll be honest with you, Tina, better than I thought we would. Really, it was actually better than I thought we would because it was so sloppy. But here's what the Saints don't have. They don't have the killer instinct. We haven't, we've seen it. And this is offense and defense. If we had every guy playing the way Malcolm Jenkins did this past week, we'd be in good shape. Here's a, here's an interesting thing for the first time in his career, three games into the season, Cam Jordan is sitting on a goose egg in the sack category. The guy's not getting the pressure. The defense isn't getting the pressure that we we haven't heard his name. The there was, we haven't there was, seen. We haven't heard his name there, at all. There's and a lot of talk like, about it on oh, Saints Twitter the, the the other night. They, everybody was asking, "Is he hurt? What's going on?" It's very unlike him because usually, I mean, him and Demario Davis are the two guys that we hear everything about, but we're not hearing a peep. Right, but we've so seen. It, we've still saw Demario. Yeah, Davis we're seeing Demario Davis. Yeah, that great sack. <laughs> But he really did, and I think that um, I think that there may be uh, some more emphasis on really shutting Cam down, and uh, I think it'll be interesting to see how he reacts to that because I know the guy, and the guy is a um, there isn't a bad thing you can say about Cameron Jordan. No, the man is absolutely amazing. That great player, great field, person on off and off the field. field. Yes. Everything and uh, all of the above. But I think that we're going to watch him change over the next couple of weeks. And it's one of the things that gives me hope. I think that the Saints are in a bad spot, but certainly not as bad as it could be. I think there are a lot of bright spots. We watched the defense that rebounded, even though they gave up 30-some-odd points this week, it still is not as bad as I thought it could be. And we did see some great coverage in the secondary. We saw some really good pressure at times on the front end. But Aaron Rodgers is playing lights out. So we may see that change, of course. Yeah, and, and like I said, it's just disappointing because I knew this team is better than us. Yeah, I mean, did I think better. we were going to be three and zero at this point? No, I did not. I I thought all along when I saw the schedule that this would have been w- was going to be the. Ever wanted to break out of your cubicle and into a business where you can call the shots? You break guy fix is looking for passionate self starters interested in a franchise opportunity in the booming electronics repair industry. At You Break iFix, we help reconnect people to the devices that they rely on so that they can get back to what matters most. This is a big responsibility, and from the moment you join our family, our franchisees are provided with the resources and support to bring affordable and convenient electronics repair to your community. 
Did we mention that with amazing partners like Samsung and Google, You Break I Fix franchisees also have access to the highest quality parts and personalized training out there, as well as specialized tools? It's true. And it's also easy to visit youbreakifix.com forward slash franchising and learn more about your big break at your very own You Break I Fix. For the ones standing guard, for the eagle eyed, for the knights in shining armor, and for all those who support them, we are Granger, your experienced safety partner, offering supplies and solutions for every industry, committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com slash safety, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Because coming off of a short week, traveling to Las Vegas, I knew that was going to be, and, and at the time we thought we were going to have fans, but I just, I knew that was going to be a very emotional game, a very draining game on both sides of the ball because Vegas, the Raiders opening up their stadium, thought a lot of hoodats were, were scheduled to go to, to Las Vegas and that was going to be a great party. And then coming off of that short week, I saw this was the game that I called. So I, I thought we'd be two and one right now. What not one and two. Do I think all is lost? No, but I'm concerned and I am disappointed because like I said, I know this team is better than this. We have the talent. We've been, we've been in the hunt the last three seasons. I, I know that this is it. I don't, I mean, I know this is it. This is our last chance with Drew. I want to see him go out on top. I know what's there. I know what we're capable of. Capable of. It's just I, I attribute it to like when I was an HR manager for so many years. My employees, you know, I always expect more of them because I know what they can do. So when they slack off and 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 just you know really get do what they got to do to get by, it disappoints me. And that's how I feel right now about the Saints. But like you said, it can it could totally be worse. They could be the Atlanta Falcons right the now. Atlanta who are, Falcons. Who are zero and three? And the last two weeks they have blown fourth quarter leads. In fact, this did you week, say two weeks? Did you yeah. say two weeks? The, it has well, been three weeks that they have blown a big lead. You know three. and. And in this 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 past this past week, they actually made a made another record, but not, not a good one. Over the last twenty seasons, no teams blown multiple fifteen point leads in the fourth quarter, and the Saint and, and the Falcons did it in back to back weeks. Unbelievable. So the Saints could be the Saints could be a lot worse off. And I don't know if you watched that game against the Bears. Oh, absolutely. I again was thinking towards the end, oh, the Falcons are going to pull this out. And sure enough, <laughs> they lost by a point. Which was just and look, crazy. I have to say, kudos to Nick Foles. Did you see wow. the passes that that man was throwing when he came into the game? You know, I, 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 lo- I love Nick Foles. I've, I, I've, I've loved him since he was with Philly. I, I even I tweeted it. I said, all right, Nick, work your magic. And he did. I mean, I, they were all talking about this after the game but with uh, Trubisky and Bench, and they said they knew it was going to happen at some point. This is the best thing that could have happened. I mean, really, Nick Foles, yeah, Nick. Is, I don't understand why he's right. sitting as a backup on a bench right now. I really don't. This guy's got something. Either. He really does. I mean, this is this is the third time he's done this. I mean, and people yeah, look at it is... like, oh, well, you know, we've got this this guy and we've got this guy. No, it's Nick Foles. It's and Nick we know Foles. the Bears are a talented football team. Yes. There are yes. so many great pieces in play. And, and I don't really hold much against Mitch Trubisky. I think he's a, I think he's a solid quarterback. But I think that he's the number two guy uh, in reality. And I think we saw that come into play with the Falcons this weekend. And 
you know, obviously we all enjoy it. This coming week, we actually have the opportunity to play first, and maybe there's some karma that's coming into play that, you know, let us let us play first. The Falcons have to host the Packers on Monday Night Football. Oh, my gosh. That that's going to be a rough game. That could be a really rough game. And look, if for watch. some miracle that they win <laughs> – I'm just I had told him that the other day when I, I saw they were the, the Monday night game I was like oh I said if the Falcons win I said I'm just I, I, I throw my hands up because that that would just be insane really yeah, I, I but I don't I don't think it's gonna happen I sure hope that's not <laughs> but then again point. it's 2020 <laughs> it is you know I, I I posted on Facebook during the game I said the score is now 2020 Things are going to go downhill. We know it. And of course, yeah, they, I saw that. Did, sadly. It's, it, it was a rough week for Louisiana football. I mean, LSU, oh, I don't even know what to say. It's hard because when you come off of, it's, it's one thing, you're, you're a winning team. But to come off of a season like the Tigers did last, last year was just incredible. I mean, it's one for the books. You will never, I don't think ever, any team will ever have a season like LSU did. They're just, it was such a special season. The story with Joe Burrow, them going undefeated. It just, I remember after the Alabama game and them winning, just literally you could go outside. There was magic in the air. So I, I, I feel, I feel for hardcore Tiger fans who are like me with the Saints because it's hard coming off of a season like that. Right. It really is. Cause it was just, it was the perfect season. And then, you know, you lose a lot of players because they went into the NFL and then obviously some did opt out because of COVID. So there's still expectations because of course it's your tigers, but they did not play well. <laughs> they did not play well. The first half was really rough. Uh, I think they rebounded in the second half, but you know, when you, you have as many pieces as you lost to that team, and of course, you know, congratulations to Joe Burrow, even though he has yet to find his first <sighs> win in the NFL. He's at least got a tie under his belt. My heart and breaks to a good for team. Him. He, they, team. That O-line's going to get him killed. Yeah, they I are. I mean, it just, it, I, I even, I made a joke about it. And then somebody said, are you sure you're joking? Because I'm not. I'd made a joke. I said, has a, has a first round uh, number one draft pick ever retired midseason this rookie season? Because I mean, I do, I feel bad for him. I watched that game. I'm like, he's making the plays but but the o-line's not giving him anything and he's getting hit and i'm like he's not going to make it halfway through the season at this rate and it's it's just sad i mean because he's he's so talented and when he gets the opportunity to make plays he does but they just that that o-line's got it's got more holes and swiss cheese it's just it's terrible i feel bad for him i really do because you know the best talented the best thing i saw on social media all week was uh you know, a picture of Joe Burrow with a big, long mustache on that says, LSU's new transfer, Bo Juro, is yes. <laughs> signing up for classes. Yeah. That was funny. That was and, really and, funny. And, and, we, and that would be a win-win on both sides, obviously. But, you know, we did see a special season out of LSU last year, and nobody could think that they could just keep that up. And Miles Brennan has shown that he's got a lot of talent but there's a lot of pieces around him that aren't there either. And I'm not really that worried about LSU. Think about what happens in college football. You get those, you know, we call them the cupcake games that always happen to kind of start the season and things kind of take off from there. These guys are all playing, and this goes for the NFL, this goes for college football, this goes for the Major League Baseball, this goes for the NBA. They're all playing in different 
situations than what we're used to. So what we're going to see out of LSU, I think, is a progression. We're going to see that team come together. We know that, look, I I think everybody knows Coach O is uh, one of the great motivators in sports, period. And we're going to see this team come alive a little bit more. It's a tough schedule. There's a lot going on in college football this year. But you know what? They, they fell to, to number 20. We know that there's still a big season ahead of LSU. I'm not that worried about them. Uh, Mississippi State, I mean, uh, they did put up a, a record uh, yardage uh, for Mississippi State. But I think that you just have to give it time and let's watch what happens. Yeah. Uh, LSU is, is going to be, I think, fine. Uh, of course, I got to say, if you're an LSU fan and you're going to a game, uh, you may want to just put the, the mask on because the cameras are everywhere and you're on national television. And, you know, I, I just have to say that because if you watched El- Tiger Stadium this weekend, uh, even though the rules say you had to wear a mask, and look, I get it if you don't have people around and stuff, but just put it on. We want to go forwards and not backwards. Yes. Please. I do give props for, to Sean Payton this week because he did, he changed out from that, um, <laughs> the, the, the little gator mask to uh, the surgical type mask. He had his surgical he, he mask. He had it on. on. The whole time. And so I give that. him, I give him props for that. Cause he, he, he wore it most of the game except whenever he needed to, to take it off to be able to talk. But and I, you I, couldn't, I, you couldn't see a word he was saying, could you? Yeah. You no, know, exactly. <laughs> right. I give him I'm props saying. for that. So we need we need everybody that's that's out and it goes out and about. You need to wear your mask because, like like Jeff just said, we want to move forward. Move We're forward. excited. The state Louisiana's been in uh, phase three for a little bit now. New Orleans, hopefully, I think they're going to make the announcement is on Thursday. They said, or is it tomorrow? I think that, it's uh, going to be Thursday. They're going to give the that, full Hopefully, details. we're going to move yep. phase three because. It, it'll be nice to be able to get our musicians back and, and, and get them with their regular gigs. Cause I know it's, it's been, it's been rough for our city. I mean, we, we thrive and, and, and we love, tour, you know, our hospitality industry and, and tourism and we love visitors and it, it just hasn't been the same. It's weird seeing images and of, of Bourbon street, you know, with just like a handful of people. And, and normally this time of the year, I mean, it's packed. I could tell you right now, without a doubt, had fans been allowed in the dome for the Packers game, I mean, you wouldn't have been able to walk down Bourbon street. I mean, no. it would have, it would have been, I mean, that's just, that's normal really for our Saturday or Sunday night. I mean, it's always crowded down there, but me Packers fans are like saints fans. They travel well, they're good guests. They come here, they spend their money. They have a good time. We treat, we show them a good time and so i mean the city really lost out on a lot of revenue this week so hopefully you know within the next couple of weeks we'll be able to get some fans back here and you know get some tourism amped up again because hopefully the tide is turning and that's really what we need and by the way i want to give a shout out ul lafayette three games on national television Three times they've come out victorious. They are ranked ahead of LSU in the uh, crazy. in the polls, which is crazy. But congratulations to ULL, and they have been winning in exciting fashion. These are not boring games to watch. So I can almost assure you that ULL will be on television again this weekend, and I encourage you to watch it because they're really good games. And of course, Tulane did pull out a win this week. They needed it. 
after dropping to Navy last week. And, and we've seen, so we, we've got some positives on the football, yes. Antina. And on the good thing too, with ULL, with everything that happened with, with Hurricane Laura and just the devastation in that area. I mean, Lafayette obviously didn't get as much damage as like the Lake Charles Sulphur area, but a lot of people that live in that area are fans. So They're big fans. yeah. And so just like after Hurricane Katrina, us being able to watch the Saints, even though they didn't have a great season that year and they were playing in LSU and just all kind of all over the place, it still gave us something to watch and it took our mind off of everything. So the fact that ULL is doing well, it's, it's really, it's a positive uplifting thing for that area because I'm telling y'all don't, if you haven't went on my Facebook page or you haven't checked it out, please do because that area is still really having a hard time recovering. It's really heartbreaking and sad. And most of my spare time that uh, I can, I, I devote to Louisiana strong because it's very important that people get the um the help that they need and we bring awareness to that area because a lot of people out there suffering they're fighting with their insurance companies they're fighting with fema all things that you and i are both extremely familiar with because we've been through it before so um that just a lot of areas out there their their homes are devastated i mean there is no going back in your homes i was able to go in my home after Katrina. But I mean, now they just, they got approved uh, just a couple days ago. I know you saw my post that uh, FEMA is bringing in the the trailers and the modular homes for, for people out there. So, cause they've been living in hotels and that's hard. I mean, it's hard when you have small children and you just, you know, you're displaced and you're trying to do what you, what you can to make life normal, but it, it isn't in any sense. So there's a lot of people out there that are still devastated and they're still trying to, to start even get into the process of rebuilding and it may be months or years before they get to that point so you know keep them in your thoughts and prayers and let's hope that we don't have any more hurricanes hit this area or in really any I, I wish for any area but just you know I'm, I'm realistic when I when I understand the the the, the what goes into a hurricane season here we still have uh, five more weeks now so yeah and I tell you you know ULL we always you know, ULL is still a new concept to those of us who grew up in Louisiana and were probably born before 1990, let's say. Oh, that wasn't me. So, you know. That's the I'm old good. USL. That is the University of Southwest Louisiana is what that is. That's the home of Jake DeLome. All right, Jake DeLome was from USL. So it was Ike Taylor from the Pittsburgh Steelers, Charles Tillman, Orlando Thomas, Brandon Stokely. I mean, we've produced a lot of NFL talent out of this school, and a lot of people don't even know the story, but that is the University of Southwest Louisiana, and that's why the area you're talking about, and by the way, folks, if you haven't checked it out, go on Facebook, check out Louisiana Strong, see all the ways that you can help out. Tina has done a great job of pooling a lot of these resources together, putting a lot of this inf information out there. So please check that out, Louisiana Strong on Facebook. But they've put out a lot of great talent. And that is something that that area of the state, Southwest Louisiana, which is what we're talking about, is really proud of. So uh, even though Lafayette is really more central Louisiana geographically, and ULL doesn't have the same ring as USL did. It's the same thing. It's the University of Southwest Louisiana. And uh, my hat's off to them. They, I, I can't wait to watch them again this weekend because that's been some of the best college football we've seen across the country. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, and a time when we really need it. 
you know, when they, when we need it, when they really need it. And, and that's, that's the one bright spot I say, you know, that that everybody's like, Oh, you know, why, why are people so involved in sports? Louisiana here, especially we're, we're known for our music, but we're, we're very passionate about our football team. Whether you be a Saints fan, Tigers fan, Greenway fan, uh, you know, it, it's just it, it, raging Cajuns. It, it, everybody has got something that they root for here. And w- when we had the the Zephyrs, which became the team that we won't mention because I never acknowledged that name. Which, by the way, that team won the championship this year. Did they? Uh, <laughs> so the 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 surging winds is what their new name is, which. I don't even want to get started. I don't know if that's you know, better or worse. <laughs> well, you know where they're they're in uh, they're in I think they're in Oklahoma City. That's their new name. They won a championship. They did great. Congratulations to them. And by the way, Ken Ann was on our show not yes. too long ago talking about the fact that we will have minor league baseball here again. But yes, there are people who really, if you love that, we are passionate about sports, and that goes everywhere from. If you've been out to Enola Gold game and seen the rugby team, the rugby guys are hardcore into the rugby. If you go to a UNO basketball game, you will see people who have been rooting for the privateers for 40 and 50 years, and they are very passionate about what's going on there. So Louisiana and South Louisiana in particular is very uh, passionate about the teams that they support. And that doesn't change any day of the week. No. And so no matter what's going on in your life for three hours, that is your escape. And win or lose, it, it is your escape. And so, like I said, for, for people out there, it's a great thing. And to answer your little question, it's it's uh, Wichita, Kansas. That's Wichita, where they moved to. The, surge the Wichita wins win Wichita. surge. Win I had surge. to look it up because it was going to drive me nuts. I knew so. I had. See, I was closed. I was closed. You got to give me that. Yeah, I give you. I give you oh, that. Oh, you know what? There's a couple of quick things I want to mention, and of course, one of those involves our New Orleans Pelicans. I was very excited earlier uh, in the summertime when we no longer had the same head coach that we've had for the few last few years. But there is talk. There is talk that Doc Rivers, who just was. Uh, mutually let go by the LA Clippers who had just lost in the uh, Western conference championship to the Lakers. Uh, Doc Rivers is a name that's being floated to come to new Orleans. And I think that's a very interesting note, something to watch over the course of the next couple of weeks, because we know there's a ton of talent here. We know that there is an ownership group that is willing to put whatever they have to behind the team. Doc Rivers could be a name that comes up. And also, another note, did you see the news from City Park yesterday? I did, but I, like, briefly, like I I said, I'm taking a moratorium on that. So, (laughs) as a kid, and I have to say, look, this is, this is, I can call it October right about now because it's nice and cool outside and, you know, my Halloween decorations are already up. So, that means Christmas is right around the corner. And as a kid, I grew up going to Christmas in the Oaks when it was a driving tour over the years, it got away from that. It became a, you know, a walk-in thing and you, you went around different areas of the park. Well, this year, 2020 of all the things COVID has done to us this year, it has brought back 
the driving tour of Christmas in the Oaks. And I could not be more excited. Folks, this is 20 bucks for a car. You put your kids in the car, everything else. You bring a thermos of hot chocolate. You turn your headlights off and you drive five miles an hour throughout the entire park through exhibits of lights and displays. It's so nice. That are second to none. And I could not be more excited about something Christmas oriented than I am about this Christmas in the Oaks, bringing back the driving tour that's been gone since Katrina. Katrina caused so much infrastructure damage to city park that they couldn't get it together for the 2005 Christmas. They couldn't get it together for the 2006 Christmas, but now because the park is dealt with the same things we're all dealing with, they have finally gotten things back together to do the driving tour. Tina, I can't. I'm glad. I'm Wait. glad to hear that because I know they lost a lot of money because they always have a lot of big events during the summertime and they lost that revenue. So that'll be able to, and, and people that come in to visit with their families during the holidays, Christmas in the Oaks is a big tourist draw. And I personally, Mr. Bingo is my favorite. I love seeing him there. Absolutely. Um, of course, the last time that I went to Christmas in the Oaks was with my godchild and we did the, you know, we did the walking tour and the weather was um, interesting. <laughs> it was hot. <laughs> it was really, really hot. <laughs> yes. So imagine you're walking through this beautiful Christmas display and it's like 80 degrees outside. It's hot and muggy. So um, hopefully we'll have, you know, more winter Christmas like weather. But yes, I love me some Mr. Bingle and, 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 and that the Christmas in Oaks is absolutely beautiful. We do actually are, are really fortunate to have so many great uh, Christmas displays here. I know Laffanier Park has a really nice one that Al Copeland, who was the founder of Popeye's Chicken, for y'all who listened and didn't know who Al Copeland is, he used to have a house out in Metairie that he decorated every year, caused huge, huge ruckus with his neighbors because thousands and thousands of people would come and look at his display. And then, of course, um, when, he, when he passed away, his family donated it to Laffanier Park. So now a lot of those um, lights and displays are in Laffanier Park, which also has a very nice um, exhibit, but it's it's nowhere near on the level of City Park. City, City Park, Park is Celebration right. Oaks. It's just gorgeous. Yeah, I, I can't wait. And it is right around the corner, Tina. Yes, we, I'm so excited. And we started this show in February and here we are already I talking know. about I told, Christmas. I told Dan the other day, you know, I decorated my house all decorated for fall and I said, when can I put my Christmas tree up? Because Christmas is my favorite time of year. I'm, I was a Christmas baby. I was born, you know, the week the week of Christmas. And, and I just, I love, I just love that time of year. I love peppermint mochas. I love the Hallmark movies, which if y'all listening are huge on the Hallmark and Lifetime Christmas movies, they start the 26th of October. So I just, that's my favorite time of the year. So I told him, I said, can I put my Christmas tree up? Cause it's 2020. Anything goes right. You're not a pumpkin <laughs> spice person. Are I am you? not a pumpkin spice girl. I am not. I don't, I, I had a pumpkin spice frappuccino last year for the first time. Really? And I, didn't first time I had to try it because I was with a friend and she was like, Oh, get this. It's so good. And I'm like, I've never had one. She's like, you've never had one. I'm like, I'm not, it. I'm just not into it. And you know, I'm not a pumpkin person tried it. Didn't like it. So I'm you know about people who are listening to this going to go, oh, she doesn't like it, but I'm not, I'm not a pumpkin. I am a peppermint mocha girl. That's what I like. And by the way, I have to tell you, I thought of you on Sunday. Uh, Cherie and I went out and got a snowball at Plum Street Snowballs. Mm. And they had a king cake cream snowball oh. that uh, I have been told. I didn't try it. I went for the vanilla orchid because that is, I'm telling you, vanilla orchid with some condensed milk. Mm. And it, See, I knew it was probably my last snowball of the summer. I had to do it. I had to do it. But Plum Street, king cake cream. 
You still have a couple of weeks before it's absolutely too cold to eat a snowball. It's never too cold to eat a snowball. Well, that's true. Especially Come if it's cake flavored. Come Look, on. I, I, we both, Dan, get soft serve ice cream. I eat snowballs. We, we do that year round. I mean, when Sunny's was open uh, years ago at Sunny's Encounter, he would only used to be closed two weeks in December. And it was always like the week of my birthday. So I'd have to get one the week before. And then he'd open right back up after the first of the year. But now that he's a little bit older, he closes for a longer period of time. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, we'd go there and get snowballs when it was like cold wearing long sleeves and jackets. That's right. I think nothing of it. I mean, That's I just, right. I, I can, I can do a snowball all year round, but get yourself a king cake one. Cause I know you've been craving it. Like I have, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to make it happen. <laughs> so, well, I want to thank everybody again for joining us tonight. And I hope that y'all have a wonderful week. Enjoy this beautiful weather, no matter where you are, get outside and, and just take advantage, advantage of it while you can. And as always, you can follow, follow us on Twitter. I am Tina at the Nola girl and our official Twitter handle is at floors underscore truly and i'm here with my fabulous co-host jeff and you can tell everybody where they can find you on twitter jeff you can find me in the twitter sphere at the nola rolla baby the nola rolla is the twitter handle of course you can also find me on facebook jeff momus that's o-m-a-u the french spelling m-a-u-m-u-s you can find me on facebook you can find me on twitter at the nola roller there's no reason not to check me out no, check us out. We're always out there. And I know I'm live tweeting during the games and posting what I'm cooking. So I'm always around doing something. It's it's been it's been a great week and, and I hope this this weather continues after this week because it's just beautiful. So I hope everybody has a fabulous week and we will see you next week on Floors Truly. And go Saints! Let's go, Cobbies! At Acuity Insurance, we believe the things you do for your business are heroic, and you deserve someone equally heroic to protect them. We put our all into covering your business so you can focus on the things you love most. That's the power of heart. Acuity Insurance, wholeheartedly for you. At Acuity Insurance, we believe the things you do for your business every day are nothing short of heroic, and you deserve someone equally heroic to protect them. Like the breaking ground on new construction things, the every box and barcode matters things, and the driving the family business forward things. We put our all into covering your business so you can focus on the things you love most. That's the power of heart. Acuity Insurance, wholeheartedly for you.